<laughs> what do you mean, Professor? Professor Brian Cox. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. He's like a rock star. Do you know he's uh, he's got books on like black holes and everything, and he used to do these Christmas um, like TV episodes, etc. For like science in the mornings around Christmas New Year. Not like time. Bill Nye, the uh, science guy. Yeah, but like awesome. He do, he does these like. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. He does. Sorry, like... Bill. No, no, no. You're <laughs> no, not. You, know, you, you like Chris. Bill looks up to him, but you're yeah. not awesome unfortunately according to general yeah i well right so for example right he did this compendium thing and he had the band the darkness and sophie ellis baxter playing at like a science thing (laughs) it's like that is a rock star you were like he's awesome absolute awesome human (laughs) being he's cool as cool as hell my friends met him super jealous absolutely super jealous and my friend met him at nasa which is crazy so super jealous. I've been to NASA. I love NASA. I thought it was fantastic. I got a real thing for NASA at the moment. I'm back into NASA. Yeah. I'm enjoying NASA. It. Artemis was really interesting. Yeah, Artemis Our was fantastic. Topic today is going to be about NASA, actually. Oh, believe it okay. or not. Um, okay. Unbeknownst fact, uh, we won't bring up. We won't give away the topic yet before we do. Oh. Before we even start the podcast, because we haven't started the, the magic of science. Do you want to okay. start the podcast now? We can start it now if you like. Oh, we start the podcast. I think that's the first time you've started the podcast on your own. Thought that you have that. I think one. so. But then I'm on a winning streak from being, you know, the winner here. Yes, that's right. With a million dollar idea winner over here. You went puppies. Not that it's gone to my head or nothing. (laughs) If you go puppies, you're always going to win. What? No one does. No one hates puppies. We'll find out next time the million dollar idea comes around and you're like, I'm inventing puppies. (laughs) Let's see if that wins. I've invented a way to duplicate how many puppies you have. For for just the day, oh, puppy uh, clonage, puppy cloning, instant instant <laughs> puppy relief. Puppies, the holographic uh, puppies that feel like real puppies. Fur and this don't isn't a million dollar idea segment. You're not you're not you're not getting it. I'm gonna I'm gonna bathe in my victory, my glory. Yeah. Um. Yes, that was really good last week, and it was very fun uh, that we let uh, Marshall Pro Music give us the answer. Of course, he is the sponsor of this podcast as well, and he is doing us a very, very, very number of awesome podcasts recently. Yeah. And all of the recent stuff has been coming out mint, and and, and by mint, also, I mean very good. Yes, sorry. He's go. not been too well recently, so let's wish him a get well soon. Yeah, he's got a bit of a chest, uh, chest problem. So we wish you to get well soon, and thank you for your continued yes. sponsorship and efforts. You are the man. Um, we'll we'll let you get an advertisement in after our first segment, which is the slap mm-hmm. or clap. Slap or clap. Oh! Oh hell no! Okay. So slap or clap. Well, uh, last week we had my hotel room, um, <laughs> which which was disastrous. <laughs> that this didn't week, go too well. That this... poor hotel room. <laughs> oh, and we won't. We didn't name or shame them, but yeah, it wasn't. No, we didn't. Uh, 
if you if 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 I if I do tell you one piece of information about that hotel, which is different than um potentially the portrayal that I give you, it was the cheapest hotel in 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 the area at the time. Um, there was something on okay. in town, and the like the Novotel, which is like a standard hotel. Was up around the three thousand dollars for the three nights, so I couldn't stay in a normal hotel. I had to find one of the more outliers. So even though the price was, it wasn't a cheap price. It was, you know, what I'm paying. Well, it was more than what I'm paying for the current hotel that I'm staying in. It uh, it was still the cheapest in the area. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why. How's your hotel room this week? So this week I am actually in Melbourne, Australia, which is, and we're not doing my hotel room this week, by the way, but I'm in Melbourne, okay, Australia, okay. which is a common uh, place for me. You'll you'll hear me coming from here quite a bit because it is very, as popular as Sydney in Australia, it's probably supposed to be the better Sid- city between the two for stuff, food and okay looks better and, and what, that's what they say. It's one of the best cities in the world, apparently. I don't like it at all, of course, but <laughs> it does have better hotels. Um, I've, been, I've stayed at this hotel a number of times um, and it's, okay. it's a, just a regular hotel, but it's a very nice version of a regular hotel. It has uh, nice fittings and you know comfortable beds, nice televisions and you know, the room doesn't Remind you of a horror film. Uh, <laughs> also have it's not breakfast, hostile. Has breakfast, uh, so it is pretty good. But I thought this week, because I have uh, had to rent a car, because I have to fly from where I live to here, um, I thought we would do a slap or clap on my car. So how about that? Okay. 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 All right. So, um, I... I'm a member of I'm a Gold Hertz member, which is meaning that I should be getting special treatment when I go to there. But because my business that I work for mm-hmm. wanted to save a few like few bob, they prepaid the car. And of course, when you prepay the car, the Gold's membership doesn't work. So I ended up with um, the basic car that they have. So okay. This is this is a, a review or a slap or clap based on the basic car. That they provide, not the best car. No bells and whistles. No. Okay. <laughs> so it is a, it's a Mazda. I thought it was a Mazda three, but it's actually a Mazda CX three. Uh, which okay. All all the Mazdas have a CX now. There's like a CX three, six, nine, eight, sixteen, seventy two, something like that. I feel um, like that's like an American football call out you just did there. <laughs> hut hut ah. Yep. Um. Uh, it it has uh, a steering wheel, so that's good. It has cruise control. Uh, it's got the little screen. Uh, the screen is very small. I mean, like, I just sold my brand new Kia Cerato, which had a 10-inch screen in it. This screen okay. is more like, I want to say, three inches. But it does have okay. Android Auto. That's cool. Um, which you plug the phone in, and it has keyless start as well, which I found surprising for this lower model. The engine mm-hmm. it has like that automatic stop thing at the lights, which most people turn off because they hate it. 
But I've been using it because I have to pay for petrol when I leave. The fuel efficiency. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> People hate fuel efficiency. Well, I don't quite understand it because my understanding of how fuel efficiency would work is by stopping the engine and then getting the engine to start again, you're actually burning off more to get it started again. But then I guess the longer you're sat still, the more it can. It, it kind of seems a little bit counterproductive depending they did it on, on the Mythbusters and apparently it's you know. good. So there you go. Okay. Well, if the Mythbusters say it's right, who am I to argue? 100% facts. <laughs> yeah. So, they do their homework. Yeah, and of course they wouldn't have put it in cars if it didn't work. Um, but yeah, mm. it, it's kind of annoying because you go to go and obviously there's sort of like a half second delay between you taking your foot off the brake, the car starting, and then the car starts to move because you've taken your foot off the brake. And then you waiting for the car to start and it sort of starts and starts moving on its own. So you've got sort of like this period of no control that it's just a bit weird um, and probably takes a long time to get used to. And then your car always sounds like it's conking out at the lights. Like you put your foot on the brake, you stop at the lights and your car stops. And to yeah. me, to my memory of having very, very terrible cars, that means my car is broken. <laughs> But in this car, means it's working perfectly, apparently. Uh, so it has that. It's uh, it's not leather seats. It's it's material seats, of course. Which, okay. Um, I'm not super fond of, but it is what it is. Uh, the boot space is exactly one suitcase. I can tell you that because I couldn't even put my backpack on top of my suitcase. And that was mm. too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is a four door so car. Did the backpack go on the back? Did it go on the back seat or? I just put it on the front seat. Oh, front seat. Okay. It does have a back seat. It has three seats in the back and two in the front, and it's four doors. Um, okay. and overall, it drives. It goes forward. Uh, it's not seriously fast, but it's also not seriously slow. I would compare it to my Rav Four in in speed. It is a bit of a boring slap or clap, if I'm honest. But uh, but I would say. But then was so so was a hotel room, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I actually spoke to my coworker about. Hello, by the way, coworker. She listens to our show. Um, about that particular one, she thought it was funny. <laughs> so I'm either, I'm not going to take an L on it. I'm going to take it down. The topic may be boring, but your presentation is glorious. Maybe that's what it is. I don't even think I'm present presenting this one any good. The point is, is that my car is just a run-of-the-mill car. And and I don't know where okay. this fits into us, so I'm going to let you judge it. Right. Okay, so I've got, I've got a, a couple of questions about this car. All right, go. Okay. When you're driving this car, does it pull left or right? No. Or does it just drive straight? Okay, so, the, no. so that's a good start. Are all the lights working on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Automatic windows, do they go yep. up and down? Okay. Is there a sunroof? No. No sunroof. Okay. Cruise control. <laughs> yes, it's got cruise control. Okay, it's got cruise control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've... so it's got a small boot. That's the only negative that I can hear. Yeah. Uh, does it have digital radio? Uh, no, but no cars really have that here in Australia. Oh, really? Well, well the I new, did not know new that. ones do. Maybe, maybe it does have digital. I didn't. I don't know. Oh, we haven't checked out all the features. Okay, Bluetooth. Are you Bluetoothing to your phone? 
Yeah, it has it has Bluetooth and Android. So it's Auto. Got the one massive question: yeah. Does it have aircon? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, it it ticks all the boxes apart from the small boots boot space. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you judge it on the fact that it is the worst car they have, then I would say it's a massive clap because actually I'm pretty yeah. impressed with the. I mean, there was a time when you got the worst car from any rental company. And and it yeah, it was the worst car. Just visions of Trotter's Independent. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, have ever got the uh, Only Fools and Horses over there, but uh, they got this Robin Reliant three wheeler car that used to blow massive smoke out the back of it as you're driving down the street, and uh, it looked wobbly as heck. That's my vision of of the cheap cars of yesteryear. So that that's how rental cars used to be. But I actually, th- this car was. And it wasn't like, you know, the base model of cars is what you got as well. So you got no mod cons. You'd probably get windy windows instead of electric windows. You'd Sounds like get... you got more. Yeah. I think, now, it wasn't as cheap as potentially I'm used to in rental cars. So if you go to the gold, well, uh, uh, the last time that I personally rented a, a car, I was in the Gold Coast, which is kind of like our entertainment City, similar to Las Vegas, sure. I guess, but without all the casinos. Right, okay. We're only allowed to have one casino per state in Australia. Okay. Um, it's a thing. We'll tell you about it later. But, um, yeah, I hired a car out there, and they're about $25 a day. But I think this car, and I can tell you exactly how much it was. It's... Here we go. I'm hiring another car out tomorrow so we can compare them. Okay. This car from the airport was... Oh, no, that's the Adelaide one. Oof. That's, a... <laughs> that's where I am tomorrow, by the way, if anybody wants to hunt me down. Um, you'll be too late. Because Which obviously... is about six days in the past <laughs> from when right. this podcast goes out. Yeah. $528 for four days. Three weekdays. So $176 a day. I wouldn't say that's cheap. Okay. So it's definitely rental cars have gone up in price, in my opinion, um, from what I'm used to. So there you go. Um, I would say that the car itself is a bit of a bit of a clap because I'm very, it's very comfortable. I've driven around in it. It's nice and quiet. You can talk on the phone in it on the Bluetooth, and it parks well, it has a rear vision camera. That's probably the dodgiest part about it, is the rear vision camera, because it's, it's obviously set to another country's light frequency. Okay. So it, like, does that screen scanning thing that you get when the frequency of the camera is off towards the lights that you're seeing. Okay. I think our lights are 50 hertz here in Australia. Right. And other lights run at different hertz rates, so you get it when you've got the wrong camera setting comparative to the hertz rate of the lights that are happening. Technical people know what I'm talking about. Anyway, as for the most boring slab or clap we've ever done, I say clap. <laughs> it's also a clap for me. Yeah, there you go. All right, now on to something more interesting. <laughs> That reminds me of a yes. Monty Python skit. And now for something completely Save us. different. 
SaveUsMarshallProMusic.com with your wonderful sponsored messages right here. Hi, it's that guy with a nice British accent. Back again to tell you about MarshallProMusic.com. They helped on the production of this podcast and this advert because that's what they specialize in at MarshallProMusic.com. Podcast editing, mixing, and mastering, and helping to take your podcast to the next level. MarshallProMusic.com, your one-stop shop for all things podcast. Excellent! All right, next week you have to do the slap or clap. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, you'll stop being on your rock star tour of Australia by that point, won't you? Well, potentially, yeah. Back to our regular scheduled normal time zone difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it won't Jeepers. be. It's still the same. It'll be still uh, the same. How many time zones do you have in that country? Many. <laughs> yeah. At least one. Too many. <laughs> okay, so... You have one. It changes twice a year. There you go. So it's ours. Uh, now... The good news is our main topic is going to be much more interesting than that. Uh, and it is, did you know, actually, did you know, General? That I did not know, General. Please introduce he, me. He sounds like a good guy, though. Oh, he uh, does. That there are genuine people on this okay. earth. Okay. Um, and I'm, 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 there are actual people. And I'm, I, when I found this out, it was as shocking as it is to everybody. And you, there may be people listening to this that are shocked when they hear that this is an actual fact. And they might be a bit strange out of it. So just hang on to your seats for this one, guys. There are okay. actual people, groups of people, large groups of people in the world that believe without a shadow of a doubt, that the Earth is flat. <laughs> I'm not even... Weirdly, <laughs> I can think of two basketball players, which is even funnier. <laughs> but yeah, there are some celebrities, aren't there? Um, there are actual people, groups, large groups, that have conventions and try and convince mm-hmm. everybody else that they're being lied to. And I said to you before that NASA was the uh, was one of the topics of today. And I they see. actually believe... The enemy of the flat earthers. Yes. They actually believe that NASA is the the reason why we believe the Earth is round. Because NASA is, is fooling us with all of their flying to the moon and satellites and all this magical hoo-ha. Um, mm-hmm. And and they believe that the reason why is that because NASA receives sixty seven million dollars a day in funding from the government. And that's a lot of money. Okay. So you would definitely keep up this pretend the earth is, is flat or earth is round thing that they've been talking about. So, so when I fell down that black hole I saw people accusing NASA of spending their money on creating digital footage to fool the world into thinking that the Earth was round because it was computer-generated. And then I followed the links, and it clearly said this is a computer-generated representation of 
the thing and not actually a satellite video. And I think there was a lot of um, confusion between the two as to misdirection, or I, I'm not sure. Um, but it was a very big black hole of YouTubeness that I fell down at the time. Um, one of those famous people that was attached to that was Shaquille O'Neal, who's a very famous <laughs> basketball player. He doesn't who believes the... the world is flat, by the way. Doesn't he? No, he doesn't. I thought he did. He does it for lols. <laughs> okay. I thought he did. I thought he was... I know, he, I he, he, put, it, big... he put it out there that he did think it was flat, that's for sure. I mean, that cr- he, did, he is me famous. He is famous for saying, I drove from coast to coast and this expletive is flat to me so <laughs> you know i mean if anyone knows round objects shaquille o'neal would know that's, round objects right he is a round object that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> don't hit me Shaq. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as i'm concerned i think he does actually genuinely believe it. i think he is one of the most famous ones because he had a conspiracy theory about claiming that he flew in a straight line to australia and there was no curvature which leads me to another thing that I saw on YouTube, which was a guy trying to dispute, disprove the curvature of the earth by using a glass of water and a spirit level. And the spirit level never moved and the water didn't tilt or anything. And I was like, you do realize that the bloody plane is a gigantic spirit level, right? And the whole point is that they keep it steady and everything. Like That is, of course, way, too much, uh, that is way too much thinking. So let's get into why people think that the Earth is flat. There's some very, very key points about why people okay. think that the Earth is flat. The number one reason that turns people from what they call globers or globetards, these are the two mm. Okay. Uh, options. You can say sorry for the other one, but that's that's their not words, apologizing not mine. for it. I'm not apologizing. No, it's their words, Fair not mine. I'm. I just. That's no, what no. they call us. Um, no. I am a glober myself. What are you a glober or a flat earther, general? I I am uh, just general. Um, it doesn't want glober, to I guess. I'm a glober. I'm a glober. <laughs> doesn't no, want no, to I, I, there is. Look, there's no way you look up in the sky and see the sun and all the other planets as round and decide that the Earth is for some reason special and flat compared to every other thing that you're looking at. Before you form an opinion, right? Okay. Before you close your mind to the idea that the Earth is flat. Open my mind. Let me give you Uh some of the reasons why the Earth is flat. Um, I don't want to start with the one that I was just thinking about. And I'll tell you why in a second. So I won't start with that one. Uh, but the number one reason why people think that the Earth is flat is because it just makes sense. Right? And that's, this is how science... Um, science is, they, they think that science is basically uh, the enemy. So science should be as easy as, if I can see it, then it's real. And if I can't see it, or if it's not easily explainable, then it's not real. That's how how these uh, poten- potentially people have always liked to think, especially throughout the Dark Ages and such. So, when you look out over the ocean, it looks flat, right? And that makes sense. Because... Mm. Okay. Because it's flat. That's what people think. And they believe that we're on a big disc. 
Um, and at the edge of this disc, let me describe Flat Earth for you. Basically, all the continents are kind of spread out as if you got a globe and flattened it. And then there's this big ring of ice all the way around the outside of the Earth. And the reason why that ring of ice is there is actually because there's a thing called the firmament. And the firmament is a dome that goes over the disk Earth and is the barrier between the Earth, which is a flat plate, and space, or the the heavens, so to speak. The sun and the moon are both on the inside of the firmament, and they spin around at different orbits depending on the season. Uh, and sometimes you can see them both in the sky at the same time, and sometimes you can't, and so forth and so on. The um, closer you get, you know, the further away you are from the sun at the time, obviously the colder it is, and so forth. The reason why you don't just float up into into the sky because of gravity is because of air density. So we are denser okay. than the air, so we sink. There's no such thing as gravity, according to flat Earth theory. And okay. planes just fly from one point to the other. They don't... Uh, and the reason why they know that the Earth is flat is because when you look at the globe as a ball, you see planes will do like an arcing shape rather than fly straight across the map. And then if you flatten mm -hmm. it out, you'll see that that is a straight line from where they are to the other place. So that's how they know that the Earth is flat. Right. Now, the big one that I didn't want to say earlier, and I, I admit that there isn't many points, but the big one that I wanted to, to leave to a little bit further into the conversation, I did this on purpose because I don't like to bring up religion as the main point because that will shut a lot of people's minds down. So I ask you... To keep your mind open for this next point, okay. because it isn't fair okay. to any person who's arguing to have their point shut down just because it involves a belief structure, even though I don't believe okay. it. Now, this argument comes from the Bible, and it, and it talks okay. about the fact that there is a firmament, like a, a barrier in between space and the earth. And it also talks that the Earth is like flat, like a the plate of the Earth. It doesn't say the ball, it says the plate in this Bible. So that's Earth. where flat Earth theory comes from. In general, it's somebody who is a believer in the Bible, and they have taken this point very literally mm -hmm. and gone, that's the premise of all of my belief. That has to be true. So they look at the rest of the world and try and answer the truth that they know using what they can see around them. So they'll look out over the horizon and so forth. One of the major debunking groups of Flat Earth, because obviously when somebody goes out and says the Earth is flat, there's obviously a big upcry from another group 
who says, no, it's round, because it is to them quite plain and obvious that it's round, and to the other one, it's quite plain and obvious that it's flat. And you find this argument that they have online. Now, if you want to see these arguments, you can. Just type in flat earthers on YouTube. You will have, well, let's say three months of your life ripped away from you. So good luck with that. (laughs) But the basis of the argument is that none of the flat earth models actually work. So flat earthers actually believe that the sun spins around in the sky. So it goes around in a circle and it goes further away from you and it goes so far away from you that you can't see it. And that's night time. And then it comes back mm-hmm. and you can see it and that's daytime. Mm. That's that's what they believe. And okay. there, there are some major issues with that model. Um, I don't have any mm-hmm. graphics to show you, but... If you do watch the videos, you'll see the it'd graphic. It'd be very cold, I'd imagine. Well, the the main place it'd be very, very cold is Australia, which is where I live. <laughs> so, mm. according to a lot of flat Earth believers, Australia is a non-existent continent, and all of the people that say that they're from Australia are paid actors. Yep, yep, I believe that. That's me. That's why everything can kill you there. Well, that's why everything can kill you there. They're trying to deter you from from finding out. That's what it is. Like literally, why you know now flat Earth can kill you if you go if you go there. You know. It's, so the, uh, sci- the science of the flat Earth, um, and I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, flat Earth. I'm trying to give you the best shot of explaining your point of view, uh, but the 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 science of the flat Earth sort of has some issues and that needs some working out because when the sun goes around um the distances from where the sun is creating a day night cycle to how far it is away from uh you at winter and summer and all these things they don't work mathematically Mm. (laughs) the distance Mm. you're saying it should be Australia should be basically a frozen wasteland all of the time um, because, of course, the sun pretty much only goes around North America. You know how these things work. Uh, <laughs> so it's Right. Okay. North and Middle America is where the, the sun will rotate around. Um, and, of course, for whatever reason, Russia still remains a frozen wasteland for most of the year. So, well, I don't know. Um, they probably have some uh, some nice reasoning for that. I did see a model of the flat Earth recently, where it had two suns, and that's how they explain that one. Okay. So if you do see, it's like Star Wars. If you do, yeah. yeah. Uh, or Hitchhiker's Guide to mm. the Galaxy on pla- mm-hmm. planet Magrathia. Yep, that has two suns. So um, the religious Dune. element, <clears throat> the religious element, as with everything, is. Someone else has written this down, and it's your interpretation. Now, I've sent some emails in the past where people have replied to me going, I don't like the tone of your email. And I'm like, but my email is sent with love and peace and candy and fluffy bunnies. (laughs) And they're like, but it reads really hostile, like, you know, really nasty. And I'm like, but it's not. I've read it again, and it's in lovely, lovely language, and it's lovely, elegant language. Why why do you believe this to be that way? And it turns out they've had a bad day, so they've read the email in the, in the mood that they're in. 
And that's the thing about the written word is it's quite easily interpreted by your own interpretation well, as opposed good to grammar. You know? That's for damn sure. No. So there's <laughs> there's that interpretation thing from the Bible because I I can't I I can see all the quoted references for the Bible that that talk about it, but at no point does it mention that the Earth is flat. In fact, it it just talks about God hugging the planet. I mean, if God was to hug a flat planet, it'd be really uncomfortable for God, right? Surely it'd be more comfortable for God to hug us a, a round planet? Just like saying. Hugging a book, maybe. I don't know. But, um, mm. so this is, this is, let's talk about the scientific method. Because they do say that science is the enemy. Okay. A lot of people either think that religion is right or science is right. And and this is something I so wanted I know to bring up. one bit of the science. I know one bit when it comes to this. All right, go for and it. And that is, if you were to take a tennis ball... Yes. And zoom in on a tennis ball to like the the tiniest tiniest level. The tennis ball at that magnitude will look flat, even though it's got a curvature. Of course, once you go past the visible curvature, you'll uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute it, because it, there is a there is a perception point. is flat. There is a point they make. That's the only bit I know. So educate me. Right. So um, scientific method. The scientific method is is a way of looking at things in life. It is not science is not an idea or a belief or or even anything tangible as as an as an as an idea or anything like that. It is actually just a method of determining the truth. You can use science to prove God. You can use science to prove that something is white or black or or however you like, you just need to use the method correctly and you will find out what is the truth. And the way that the scientific method, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not a scientist, so let's not get too crazy. No, no. I am a scientist, sorry, as in I will use the scientific method to ascertain the truth. Whether I do it correctly or not will be up to my experiment, but that's another thing altogether. The scientific method basically assumes that you... Start off with a fact-finding mission. You want to find out what the truth of something is, and you start off with no bias. So the biggest mm. problem most people have with their scientific method, that when they try and use it, is they start off with a bias. They expect results. And really, to get oh. a true scientific answer, you need to have zero bias. It needs to be... Uh, what the out the outcome is the outcome no matter what you wanted it to be at all so okay um if you go into an experiment with the hypotheses which is a hypothesis is your guess theory is what you know to be true so hypothesis right. is i believe or not i believe but i think this might happen if i do this and you then run an experiment to see if that's the case. So I believe, or I sorry, I think that if I drop this ball into water, that some of that water will be displaced, and that that amount will be equal to the mass of the ball plus the force of the ball, uh, the force the ball was travelling at, the velocity of the ball, and and the uh, associated forces that that has created. Um, and that will be the amount of water that's displaced. And then okay. you drop the ball into the water and 
calculate how much water is displaced by the ball moving into the thing. And you might find that it, uh, and, and this is an experiment you can do at home, you might find that the amount of displacement is uh, larger than the ball, um, but it is all equal to the force and the ball and, and all that. Or you might find that no water is displaced and the ball just goes straight through the water. Or you might find that um, only half the ball's uh, mass was displaced when you dropped it in the water. And that might be due, and then you'll need to find out why that is. So I thought <laughs> this was going to happen. But actually, the ball didn't go all the way into the water. It stopped sort of just above this. Like, the ball didn't go all the way in. Some of the, the ball was still showing above the surface of the water. And then it sort of bobbed back up. That's that's potentially okay. what happened in your experiment. And why did that happen? And so then you look at the the outcome and you record those results. So when I drop a ball into the water, not all of the mass of the ball is displaced. Only the mass of the ball that went below um, mm -hmm. the level of the a line of the water. Yeah. Um, but also, there are a lot of sub, uh, objective numbers in there. How, what type of mass, and how dense, and all this kind of stuff. So, we find out that we've got an experiment that we've run and the ball doesn't displace all the water. Maybe it's full of air, so it, it, it then bobs on the surface because it's actually buoyant. Um, or it went all the way through the water uh, because it was made out of solid lead. Uh, and we'll find out, we'll, we'll have a result from that. Now, that's a really easy one and the one that flat earthers like to do because they like okay. to be able to see the result of their experiment and... Um, and then they make assumptions based on the outcome. Now, what the problem with, <laughs> and this is to do with the um, thing you were saying before, right. is that sometimes in science, the answer is not as easy as the ball either sunk or float. Sometimes the answer requires okay. a higher level of thinking. So one of the main... Uh, things that Flat Earth Dave says. Flat Earth Dave is a guy who promotes, actively promotes the Flat Earth. He's on YouTube okay. and has a website. You can go and check him out. Um, there's two, two, two Daves. There's Dave the scientist who debunks Flat Earth and then there's Flat Earth Dave who wants to tell everybody that the Earth is flat and you're being fooled. Right? right. Uh, so you can go and check out both of these people and you can make up your own mind. And that is the scientific method. But one of the things that they do say is that if you're standing on uh, a flat surface at sea level and you stare off at the horizon, you can see a certain amount of kilometres or miles, right? right. I think it's something like 27 kilometres. So, and I don't quote, I don't know what it is, but it's a number. And what actually, and so if you get your sailboat and you sail out across the water, 27 kilometres, right? You should start mm -hmm. to see the boat dip below the horizon, right? Right. Now, that's an experiment everybody can do if they have their own sailboat. They can <laughs> go out into the water and, and they can film themselves going out. Sure, now, I'll just hop on my boat now. 
What do you think happens when the boat gets to 27 kilometres? Does it dip below the horizon or does it not on on the Earth? Uh, Well, I guess... I guess it doesn't. It's just because the curvature would mean that it disappears. I guess it would disappear from view, yeah. Okay, so the problem is... um, for for flat earthers and and for non flat earthers alike, is that it doesn't. It stays fully right. visible for a longer period post the twenty seven kilometers. And Einstein's special theory of relativity, or, or theory of relativity, sorry, not the special one, um, can explain right. it. But the explanation is very complicated for for a person who would even entertain the idea that the Earth is flat. And it is that light that travels near gravitational mass in the universe bends. And and what we know from... Oh, okay. Yeah. All we know from yeah. looking at things through lenses and such is that over yeah. distances, you can actually see around things that you shouldn't be able to see. Yeah. So if you get okay. your camera and you zoom in to the boat, you'll still see it post... 27 kilometers for a number of kilometers after and eventually it will dip below the horizon and that is proof i say proof that the earth okay. is flat and I, and if you haven't right. picked up on the obvious issue with that statement <laughs> so i know about like hot air cold air mirages sure so like you can it, it, the way that the atmosphere is with like the cold cold water temperature rising mm-hmm. higher higher thing and and you can actually you know it it can make objects appear larger or perceived to be closer than they actually are because right. they're bigger yep like when you when you look across an ocean and you see like a city cityscape or whatever yep what you you're not actually seeing you're sort of seeing like an elevated version of it, aren't you? It, it's almost, Is that the right understanding? It's almost, so what happens with a curved Earth and what only happen with a curved Earth is you mm-hmm. get a lensing effect. So if you've yeah, ever looked into yeah. a concave mirror or a concave lens, you can see things okay. yeah. behind you or around corners uh, because the light is bent through the lens. Of, uh, of what you're looking at. So when you look okay. over the horizon of the Earth, you look straight out, you're actually you're hitting the horizon, which is actually the, the curvature of the Earth, and the lensing effect gives you a little bit more vision over the edge of, of what, what would be considered the 27-kilometer radius, right? Now... Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that, yes, okay, that's the explanation of why you can see past 27 kilometers. But, and it's one of the biggest arguments flat flat earthers put forward. The funny thing is, is that the boat will eventually go over the horizon. It'll just be a bit late. So you can't see it forever, right? It's not like it can just sail around the world and you can keep seeing the boat. It will eventually, you'll only see the mast. It's just that. 
you can see it for a bit longer than they potentially thought they should be able to as part of the experiment. And there was a little bit of the exper the little bit of the reason why that happened that they forgot to analyze. They were like, well, I can see the boat, therefore the Earth is flat. And they stopped there. And that's what happens when you base your scientific method, instead of having a hypothesis at the beginning, you have a theory at the beginning. Right? And the theory is what I know to be true. Remember that, because theory does not mean a guess, it doesn't mean a thought, it doesn't mean an idea. Theory actually means what I know to be true. And if you start off your scientific experiment with a theory, you will end with a bias outcome. Because you are looking for things that answer your theory rather than trying to find out why something happened. You, you, okay. the, the, so they start off with the theory, the Earth is flat. How can I prove that? Ah, you say that I should only be able to see 27 kilometers, but I can see further than that. So therefore, you're a liar, and the Earth is flat. They go no further. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there's a lot of things like that in flat Earth theory. If you ever... I, I did try, and I'll and I'll put my hand up as being a bastard about this one because I did try to go out and find something in the flat Earth world that really sort of said, "Oh, here's some doubt. Here's something I can show to my friends and kind of play a game with them and get them thinking that the world could potentially be flat just for fun, right?" Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, uh, there wasn't anything that I found in there. But feel free and go and have a look at it yourself, guys. It is a very interesting topic. Um, not because the world is flat, though. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's super interesting because there are actually... And I think there's a Netflix special you can watch on Flat Earth. And, and the guy did a documentary on people yeah. who believe in the Flat Earth. And there's also a one where they got another TV show where they got people, scientists who believe that the world is a, a globe, and they got three other people who believe that the world is flat, and they kind of had a discussion about it. Okay. And what was most interesting about that discussion was that obviously the people who think the world is round, the their number one argument is that how could you possibly think it was flat, right? <laughs> so you gotta, you got to watch yourself when you are doing having an argument or doing anything like that. You have to be open to the idea that you may be wrong. Otherwise, you could never learn anything. So you have to start off, a, a good argument has to start off with everybody presenting their side. And if you present your side like, as I was explaining, with your theory first and then do an experiment, then you're going to have a biased result. So most people do experiments that the world is round and, and get a biased result. But that's exactly what the flat earthers are doing. So everybody's kind of wrong at the moment. The real way to prove these things is, you know, go up into space and look at the earth, right? That's the main one. <laughs> that's the easiest way to prove it. But also, Antarctica exists. You can get on a boat and sail around the world if you want to. 
You can fly your plane around the world. You can do many other things other than go up into space and do these things. So if you really oh, want to... I have a question. Yeah, I have a question. I mean, I mentioned, I joked about it in a previous podcast. It can't be a flat earth because the cats would knock you off because cats knock things off right, the right, surfaces right. and stuff. But if I was to, if I was to get in a boat, yeah, and I used a compass, the compass is a thing in flat earth land. Is that still a? Is that still a scientific? Like, is the north, south, east, west thing still a, a thing for flat earth or not? Or do we not know? I, I don't know. That's, we don't know. With, okay, let's go with yes. But they may have. Okay, we're going to say that com- compasses compasses work in flat Earth land. If I was to travel pure west and keep traveling pure west, but somehow magically ended up where I started, having not gone east at any point, does that not mean that I'm mean, unless unless flat Earth has got some sort of portal at the end that transforms like moves you back to? The start on the other side, which so I know to me seems what, even more. I know yeah. what Flat Earth Dave would say, and he would say, "Okay, what what would he say?" He would say, "Nobody's done it, right?" I beg to differ. Sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he would. There's say, Olympic heroes that have done it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> what was it? But but he would say nobody's done it. Days. They also say Antarctica doesn't exist. Right, so I mean, this is the the capability of the argument. If it doesn't fit their model, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it it can't exist because they're starting with the okay. theory that the Earth is flat. So whatever you bring as evidence that the Earth is not flat has to be not true. Has to be, and that's why it's so interesting because these people are sitting there denying flat out, like, full belief. The Earth, if you think the Earth is round, you are a moron. You're an absolute idiot. There is no way you can think the Earth was round. It is 100% flat. And if you think anything else, and if you say anything else, I will get the Spanish Inquisition down on you, and and nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) So... Nobody this, does. Yeah. This is how interesting it is to watch these people honestly, super passionate. I mean, they think they are saving the world. They don't just think the world is flat. They don't just think the world is flat. They think that they need to get as many people in the world to believe that the Earth is flat because then they can overthrow the tyrannical uh, thing that is NASA because NASA is the people who are telling us that it's round. Mm -hmm. And we have to overthrow them and get rid of them because they're spending $67 million a day or a week or whatever it is. And and everybody must believe that the Earth is flat. And if you believe anything else, you're a sheep, you're stupid, you're just following along with all the the BS that you're fed. But the Earth is flat. And the Earth is flat. and, And when you say to them, listen, there's this boat, I can see it from my hotel room, by the way. It's a big red ship. You can get on that boat and you can go to Antarctica. <laughs> right? My friend did okay. it. I haven't done it. So you can say that I'm speaking from experience, but my friend, he did it. He got on the boat and he went to Antarctica and he saw all the the 
Arctic ice and the rocks and there's there's land there as well. It's not just all ice. And you can go yeah, to the but South Pole. Sonic, you don't realise, you know, Santa isn't real, so therefore Northern North Pole, yo. No, no, the North Pole exists on Flat Earth. It's right in the middle. Does it? In the in the middle? Yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. That's why San- that's how Santa Claus gets around so much because he's in the center and it's it's easy for him to. They just spin the disc down. a bit and the presents fall down your chimney. That's what happens. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> I was a skeptic, but now I believe. Right, flat Earth is so. Now that we believe that the Earth is flat, let's find out a way to prove it to everybody, and that's exactly what they do. They go, the Earth is flat. So how okay. do I prove that? And they do it over and over again. And and you, this is why it's so interesting. You actually watch these people that psychologically have convinced themselves that the Earth is flat. And it's not just flat Earth. People do this okay. about all kinds of things. And I'm not going to say religion because that's a low low. No. Um, I'm going to say people do this about circles of life. People think that their life is always... going to end up in a bad place. They're never going to get any luck. And they honestly believe Mm. it. And even when they get luck, they're Mm. like, oh, yeah, but, you know, something will go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So how big is the South Pole, then? If the the North Pole's in the middle of the Earth, the South Pole must go around the edge of the Earth, surely. There's no South Pole. What do you mean? Well... How does south work? Oh, my God, this is so confusing. South is out, basically. So there's in and out. You can go rimward. Compasses or... can't work in this world, then. Well, they all work. The... Because you go... Well, no, because the compass would take out. you to the middle of the earth, wouldn't it? That's it. But if you went south at any point, everywhere would be south of it. So there's no, there's no east or west. There is just south. Well, there, there is... Like degrees. Okay. So effectively, the compass would be one of the easiest things for them to explain because you're either going in or out. Um, the the we that won't, we work. didn't even talk if you about go north of bodies. north. But if you go north of north, you're going south. Yeah. So so on a flat Earth, that doesn't work. I feel like you've missed the point of this conversation. <laughs> Possibly. There are many things that don't work in flat earth theory. Many, many, many things. And I mean... Rooting for the underdog here. That's all. I want want to find one. That's what I said. I want to find one where it it seems like there's a plausibility there. Just for the funnies of it. Just just to... So I could bring it up at conversations and people go... People would step back and go, Oh, hang on. But it's nothing. There's mm. nothing there at all. It's just absolute garbage. I, I don't even care if I'm offending you. If you think the Earth is flat, you're a bloody idiot. <laughs> it's just so stupid. And the reason why it's stupid is because every time a flat earther is presented with evidence that the Earth is round, evidence, they debunk the evidence instead of investigating it. They look at the evidence and they go, well, that was that you're just pr- trying to pretend that the Earth is, is round. They look at clear photographs of the curvature of the Earth and they go, oh, that was done with the fisheye lens. 
you know, <laughs> like they they will find any reason not to believe the evidence that they're given. The main piece of evidence, that's the one I was talking about earlier, where the ship does actually go over the horizon. Like, yeah, but it's too, you know, it's actually too far away. You're like, but it goes over the horizon. That cannot happen on a flat Earth. That cannot happen on a flat Earth. No. But it does happen. In space. In your own experiment, mm. it happens. But you still yeah. deny that it that, that happens. You know, the... the oh. there, are, there are so many things, like the sun and the seasons, they all don't work. None of the things that they've come up with to explain the the flat Earth work at all. None of them. See, work. this makes me really sad because I I like the idea of us traveling through space on the back of a giant turtle. Four elephants first, and then a giant turtle. <laughs> if you ask these people what's after the uh, giant turtle, do you know what happens? I don't know what happens. I'll tell you, it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> okay. It's a famous Wait, uh, line from a Terry Pratchett book. It is. So that's fine. Okay. So mm, you guys can do yeah. your own research on that one. I don't mind. Um, please <laughs> don't spend too much time on it, but go and have a look. It is a bit of fun for five minutes. You will see. Maybe Crazy. I want. You know what? I I want people to see in this. I want them to see that closing your mind. And, and solely believing in one thing without openness to anything else makes you look like, to the rest of us, like an absolute crazy person. And if you can see yeah. crazy in these people who are adamant that the Earth is flat, and the logic, even though it's so flawed and so terrible, even though their logic is so flawed and so terrible... They still believe it, and they cannot not believe it, that we can see in ourselves that opening our minds and and not having bias and making sure that we are thinking with an open and frank discussion about everything and accepting facts, accept knowledge, mm. then potentially the world will become a better place. If you can recognize yeah. it in yourself, I recognize it in myself now a lot better after going through this experience of Flat Earth. I can get a bit biased sometimes um, with my ideas, so I like to think I'm ready to change. If my idea is wrong or is, is the wrong idea and isn't the right one, I want to change it. I want it to be the right one. And I want that evidence to be presented to me. That's how we all should be. You know... It's quite interesting because people do get passionate about what they believe in and it can get very, very, very intimidating or very, very frustrating or, you know, people can rub each other up the wrong way, non-intentionally, you know. Some people will go out and, and troll people and, and deliberately wind them up and whatever. But I think it's quite interesting that when it comes to something that someone believes that passionate about, I don't... I. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's just who I am. I don't quite understand the need to try and force other people to have the same viewpoint as you. Like, I, 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 I like the art of uh, conversation. I like the art of learning something new 
and not just taking something at face value. So I've worked many years in the martial arts world and I've met some very interesting characters and some people honestly believe they have Jedi Knight magic powers and they can do things in a particular way and, and, and they basically formulate a cult of people who believe in what they say and do as they say and then they they react in a particular way and it, it honestly is batshit crazy like absolutely <laughs> insane um it's it's cultism and it's it's uh, other people like people just believing together in a group and then they they only listen to each other if you don't if you don't believe in the same as them you become an outsider it doesn't matter how nice those people are outside of their beliefs because you don't believe the same as them you then become an outsider and thus you're not welcome to be in the inner circle of sanctum of crazy but i i don't know i, I just don't get it like I, I i guess i was lucky enough to be raised around science and religion quite balanced i guess growing up so i saw very interesting things in science that i still love to this day and then i also saw good in religion also and not just the negatives of both of those, because there is negatives to science, there is negatives to religion. But the one thing that I don't like doing is just taking something at surface level. So, you know, this the flat earth thing's been around for many years. There's many YouTube videos about it. There's many there's people who've debunked their own debunks. Um, you know, there's scientists out there who have long tests, things we've talked about in this podcast. But yeah, I you know, welcome anyone of very strong opinion on flat earth to come chat to us because i'd be interested to see if they could share some science or some understanding that we're potentially not aware of um you know it's not it's not having a go at them for their beliefs it's just everything i know about this world and the space around us leads me to believe that we are also on a round ball just like all the other round balls that are in the sky above us that we can look at through a telescope when they, when, when these people form a coherent argument that holds up to any scrutiny, um, mm-hmm. and, and I will be ready to listen to that. Unfortunately, I think you'll find that their argument is generally, and in all cases, yeah, uh, that's yeah because I don't really know, but that's but it is the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is. Things will never be God the same. Said it, God said it's the way it is. All right, so that's flat okay. Earth, guys. Um, we do have a new. T- okay. I have. I have a new topic for us to write down out of all of that. Okay. And I want you to write this down in the ideas for us, General. And it is sure the um like being in work. <laughs> yeah, Carol. <laughs> just like being at work. One day, one day we might get paid for it too. It's the uh, the the God particle. Oh, oh! Uh, there is, there is a lot of the Higgs boson thingy. No, no, no. Well, I mean, we can do that too, but this is a different thing altogether. <laughs> Higgs boson. That's it. The Higgs boson. Okay, the God particle. Mm. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting topic and ties into all this stuff, and you'll be you'll be very interested to hear about that if you've found this interesting at all. Now we're going to finish off our podcast today with another segment and this is a new one this week isn't it oh uh, we gotta have we gotta have a break for our man yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta give we gotta give it up to the producer you know 
All right, you do it. I'm letting you do it this week. Go. Ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, please put your hands together for our sponsor, MarshallProMusic.com. Hello, I'm Marshall, and I run MarshallProMusic.com. We specialize in editing and producing podcasts, voiceovers, and specialized adverts for those podcasts. We deal with all the fiddly bits so you can relax and concentrate on your content. But the best part of MarshallProMusic.com is our prices. I understand that times are tough all over the world and every penny counts. So that's why at MarshallProMusic.com we do not tie you into any long subscriptions or bulk episode buying. We run a simple pay-as-you-go scheme. You simply pay for the episodes you need when you need them. No contracts. So why not contact us at marshallpromusic.com to start podcasting with the world? marshallpromusic.com, your one-stop shop for all things podcast. Okay, so... Oh, God. New segment. New segment. He did a really good job last week at that, and I hope he does a really good job this week with our new segment. Sure he will. Which is... What's the name of this segment, General? What is the name of this? It's kind of not really... We've called it Discover Nature, but it's kind of like not really a catchy name, is it? It's not no, really... I thought we called it you know, Slap or Clap? Oh, it's yeah, called it Discover Nature. Discovered. Um, Yeah, that's a terrible name. That is a horrendous, horrendous news in nature. Dun, dun, dun. No, I don't know. So Discover Nature is a... Discover Nature. Discover Nature, because that's what we're sticking with. We're sticking with yeah. it. We're sticking with it. Um, we'll run sorry with about it. all the yelling. Uh, so, <laughs> Discover Nature is actually me in general will come up with one really interesting fact that we know about nature to tell to you uh, that that may pique your interest that you can go and then find out about. Uh, and because General is the uh, naturist person of us both, <laughs> I'll let him okay. go first. So this is Put my clothes back on. <laughs> Put your clothes back on. This is Discover Nature. <laughs> Ah, follow me, gentlemen. It's just through this jungle. Where are we going, sir? On a discovery. A discovery of... There it is. Nature. Breathe it in, boys. Ah, I appear to have some nature on my jacket. Do Discover nature. Well, okay. Sonic. Yes. Fireflies. Yes. What do you know about fireflies? They have glowing butts. They have glowing butts, otherwise known as bioluminescent. Yes. Do you know what the most common colour of bioluminescent is in nature? I bet it's not green, because I would say green straight away. <laughs> and I bet it's not green. I'm not falling for your traps, General. Am you? <laughs> okay. It's, it's probably blue. Is blue the right one? It is blue. There you go. Blue is correct. Is it's so very interestingly when I was uh, a wee child, um, my uh, father used to work in biochemistry, and uh, he went away and came back one time and brought back a little uh, like sea monkeys that were bioluminescent in in sort of blue color, um, and I was just like wow. 
And then I got given this chart as a child that had all these different animals that had bioluminescence. And it was, yes, blue was the most common color. Um, And it's interesting because the reason behind it is to do uh, with the light spectrum. Um, And it's to do with the fact that we have uh, sort of a red filter when it comes to uh, sort of the ocean, etc. So when you see uh, bioluminescent organi- organisms in the ocean, um, it, it's generally blue in nature, um, and the sea seems to have a lot more than on land. Um, but more it's darker. interesting because darker, yeah. But it's interesting. So you you tend to get like I think it's three colors. I'm not aware of any others. So it's blue, green, and red tend to be the three popular colors. Um, you do get, I think you do get yellow to a degree, um, but it gets dominated by stronger colours. Um, and I think that's interesting because I always think of yellow as being like bright, but then I think orange-yellow in that spectrum maybe. Um, but yeah, it was um, always been a fascinating thing to me that um, things like the fireflies flying around as green in colour or yellowy green in colour. Um, and but- yeah, so the most... The most common coloured bioluminescent yep. is blue. Blue. There you go. Mm. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? I like... Uh, my daughter's favourite colour is blue, and I have some blue LEDs around my computer, and I could be a bioluminescence setup <laughs> one day. Um, okay, that's okay. a very interesting fact. Thank you for that, General. Uh, now, my Oof. interesting fact is actually in regards to otters. I don't know if Ooh. anybody knows what okay. an otter is. We have beavers and we have hedgehogs. Uh, otters, <laughs> otters are like prairie dogs almost in their mannerisms. Um, but actually, did you know that otters are extremely affectionate? Mm, yeah, so I've they, seen a cuddling ot- otter in my time. So they they not only to themselves but also to people. So they okay. have an otter farm where you can go and see the otters and they have little holes in the in the in the glass and the otters put their hands through them and and hold your hands and play games with you and and such they like just so that they can meet you and 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 you got to look this up it's really cool how intelligent and how smart they actually are as well mm-hmm. and what I find it really interesting. Things like dolphins and and otters and and playful animals often have really high intelligences. Um, and so, yeah, as they say in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I will reference that four hundred more times in my life, maybe more. Uh, okay. But they believe that dolphins were the smartest uh, creatures on the earth, other than the mice, of course. Um, and the reason why they're the smartest is because look at us. We're here slaving away to get a dime so we can pay somebody else something so that we can have a house and to, so that we're allowed to eat. We're not allowed to plan our own food. We're not allowed to do anything ourselves. And if we do anything that earns us anything more than zero, we have to pay somebody else some of that zero so that they can have more money so that they can do stuff with it that we don't want them to. That's that's human existence right now. But dolphins, they're like, I'm going to swim around, have some babies, and eat some fish. Right? And they're, they're, okay. pre- they're pretty self-sufficient little things, the old dolphins. 
Um, I was I was on a boat on Sunday cruising around uh, doing some fishing and we had quite a few dolphins come up and say hello while we were out there. It was probably a good 30, 30 or so dolphins we saw while we were out on the boat and they were all jumping around and playing games and saying they had no fear of us. They knew we weren't going to hurt them and they knew that everything was fine and the if a shark came along, they'd just tell it to get stuffed because they don't get bothered by sharks. And <laughs> I tell you, dolphins have got it, mate. Anyway, so otters. The reason that my discovered nature of this week is that otters are like dolphins of the, of the land. They are they okay. are wonderful little critters. I think I like otters now. I think I'm going to start a an otter collection, not of real otters, just <laughs> like pictures and... And stuffed toys and things. No, I'm not going to collect real otters and stuff them. That would be mm. against my okay. thing. No, we don't like otters. You don't like otters. He's more of a beaver. I person. love otters. I love otters. <laughs> I've, I've met many an otter in my life. They're very, very cute little creatures. Are they? They actually have otter sanctuaries in Scotland. Um, I went to an otter sanctuary up in Scotland. Um, do they do they yeah, cause we... damage to damage to nature or are they kind of innocuous? Um, hmm. The question is, I think is so. There... I think they're quite. I think that well. So we've got like um, down Plymouth way. We've got like a, a little um, but, butterfly farm, which is like an indoor enclosure that also has otters, and then we've got like. A place that's quite popular called the Otter Pool uh, in sort of Gloucester direction. And then we've got Otter's Sanctuary in Scotland. So it's a natural wildlife preserve in Scotland that they, you know, it's, we've got like an Otter Trust as well throughout the whole of the UK, um, which, you know, preserve otters. They're, they are extremely intelligent. I mean, um, when I went to uh, Spain, when I went to Fortaventura to the zoo, um that i mentioned before um they had otters there and they were just playing football with each other they were just yeah. you know passing the ball and then and then they pass football to the human and then the human would pass the football back to them and they just you know they they're very intelligent and they were communicating with their little clicky noises and you yeah, know they talk, very they? very interesting animals very very interesting so otters um, are a lot more like us than than we think um mm. they are actually in fact, they have the role in in their ecosystems as a predator, and they need they sort of cull the populations of of fish and and various other animals in the area to keep them down, so that the ecosystem can remain healthy. So that is, mm. I was just reading that on a website, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so otters, well, who knew? Who I didn't. General did, but honours, oh, no, no. very fascinating, um, deserve more attention and more love, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Discover nature. More attention for the audience. Discover nature. That is discover nature. So that is the end of our podcast this week, guys. Um, I'd like to say another thank you to very, Marshall. Very sciencey. Oh, yes. Thank you, I hope Marshall. I like science, guys, um, because I do like a bit of science as well. And I did want to bring mm. up. Yeah, some of the topics here. I think my slap or clap this week could uh, take it or leave it, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you get what you get. I'm not doing okay. it again. 
Um, if you have anything that you guys would like to let us know, we haven't had any listener mail again this week, and I just I'm I'm starting to think mm. that people just don't care about us, general. So I was gonna I was gonna get excited um, the other week oh. for our 300 uh, listener or listen. But uh, okay. it just went past so quickly. We're now up to 400, <laughs> pretty much. Wow, that's so, pretty awesome. Um, should we give people a way of contacting us? Is there a, is there a, is there a, a particular way we should give people, you know, an easy way to contact us? Um, I think we should. What do you think? We need an email address. We need um, an email address. <laughs> I can make one. Right. Let's make for the it. beginning of next podcast. Podcast. We will announce. No, no, I'll do it right now. Podcast, oh, okay. podcast at hendryland.com. Send us an email. And, podcast uh, at hendryland.com. H-E-N-D-R-Y land.com. There we go. I don't know what my Done. Spotify account is. I can't see. Uh, <laughs> There we go. Right, how many cool. times? How many times do you guys press forgot password in your life? So many times. I don't, every time I ask my friend to log into to uh, Xbox, he has to go and do the forgot password thing because he forgets it every single time. So, anyway, guys, oh, that's it for yeah. the week. Okay. Thanks to Marshall Pro yep. Music once more time, and uh, I hope you much. guys enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll get this podcast over to you. And uh, next week we'll have another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. We'll keep on going. Stop we'll the podcast. Stop it. Stop, Stop it! the podcast. Marshall Pro Music. Your one-stop shop for all things podcast. Whether it's editing, mixing, mastering, voiceovers, intros or outros we take care of it all here at marshall pro music so visit marshallpromusic.com now for the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level marshallpromusic.com helping you and your podcast excellent